Hi, welcome to a Dad of a Dozen podcast. I'm your host, Doug H. I, I just completed a series on godly living and how to handle money God's way. And if you missed any of those episodes, just check out my past videos or you can find them all on Spotify. But today, you know, I want to do something a little different. I want to share some crazy things that have happened to us during our child raising years. And not that they're over by any stretch of the imagination because I still have children at home. But for those of you that might have stumbled across this podcast, as the title says, Dad of a Dozen. I do have a dozen kids. And for those of you that were public schooled, that means 12. That's right, 12 children. My wife and I, we've been married for over 28 years, and we have children ranging in ages from 27 to 7. We have six boys, and we also have six girls. Our oldest daughter, she's married, and the other older four are single, and they're living on their own. But we still have six more at home at the house, and we have four teenagers, and we have two that are under 10. And the homeschoolers out there listening, and they're going, they're doing the math in their head, and they're saying, um... Those numbers only add up to 11. I thought you said you had 12 children. (laughs) Well, you'd be correct. One son is in heaven, our 10th child, Joel. Uh, He passed while he was being born. Uh, But the Lord graciously gave us two more in return. So that adds up to 12. I count him as the 12th. But anyway, all families have funny stories to tell, right? But in a large family, there are just more of them to share, right? So I thought I'd do that today, show you that our family is not perfect, and neither am I. Uh, We're real, and we have issues just like everyone else. So with that being said, to story number one, this will, this happens to be about Krista, our oldest, and Alan, our oldest son. So when we only had two children at the time, Uh, we just bought a, a brand new home, and we are organizing our things in the townhouse that we were living in at the time for the move. And we noticed that Krista was just not acting like a, two, a normal two-and-a-half-year-old. She wasn't playing. She wasn't running around she, or being goofy. All she seemed to want to do was lay on the floor just sleeping. She was actually kind of lethargic. She didn't want to eat. She didn't want to play. She just wanted to lay there sleeping on the floor. And so the wife was kind of concerned, so she phoned the on-call doctor. And back then, I believe they had on-call doctors. I don't know if they have them today or not, because I haven't called the doctor in a while. But anyway, my wife phoned the on-call doctor uh, because their offices were closed. And so at the time, he instructed us to to take her to the emergency room. And he wanted to know which hospital that we were going to take her to so he could have it arranged, letting them know that we were on our way with our daughter. And so when we got to the hospital, we wouldn't have to wait around because we were being expected. So we got... to the hospital around eight o'clock and this was the night before we were moving so I uh, had to drive to pick up my mother-in-law so that way she could watch Alan while we took Krista to the hospital and so we were at the hospital for several long hours you know how it is being at the hospital how you just gotta you're waiting for the doctors or they come in they see you then they have to give you another hour and a half before they tell you what they're gonna do for your your kid or for your wife or for whoever's in there And so anyway, we're at the hospital, and they finally decided they're going to give her an IV. So they give her an IV, and the moment they gave her the IV and put fluids into her, she improved dramatically. And so they they watched her for a little while, and they gave her some uh, popsicles, and and she was 
turning around. She's doing a lot better. And so eventually they, they sent us home about three o'clock in the morning. And so by the time we got back home, it was close to four. And then I ended up taking my mother-in-law back home. And I finally got to bed about five in the morning. Now, mind you, we had family coming over at seven that morning to help us move. So both of us were extremely tired. So it took us all day to move from our townhouse into our new home. And it was a brand new construction home, mind you. It was brand, brand new from the... Anyway, it was brand new. Finally, we were able to lie down in bed about 10 o'clock after unpacking and placing the furniture and putting together our beds and getting the bedrooms all situated. And both of us, like I said, we were just extremely exhausted from the previous night at the hospital and then moving all day. So we were lying in bed and, you know, we could actually hear the frogs outside our window. It was a refreshing change. Because the townhouse we lived in, the only things we could hear were the traffic and the drunks in the apartment complex next door. So, boy, this was, a, this was awesome. But anyway, about 10.30, we heard Alan crying in his room. You know, the kind of cry that, you know, something's just not right. So we brought him into our room, and then he proceeds to throw up all over the new carpet. Mind you, we have not even been in the house for a complete day and this happens. What a way to christen a new home, huh? But we cleaned up the mess, and then we took him straight to the other bathroom and gave him and Krista a bath, because Krista was up at the time too, because she must have heard the commotion going on in the other room. And so my wife and I were sitting on the bathroom floor while the kids were in the tub, both exhausted. We looked at each other, and we just started to laugh. It's all we could do. And it's something that obviously we'll never forget, but what a way to end a crazy day, having your child puke all over your brand new carpet. But anyway, this is a, a something I wanted to share with you guys. And the second one has to do with our son, Matthew. He's our fourth kid. And this event took place at a family Christmas uh, at the in-laws, on the in-laws side of the family. Uh, my wife is the youngest of 13 kids. Yeah, that's right. I said 13 kids. So every year, one of her sisters would host the family Christmas party. And this Christmas gathering uh, took place in Oregon. So we packed up our four kids and headed down to Tigard, Oregon. So we arrived and we enjoyed the company and the delicious food. Why, my question, why does the food always seem to be better at a family gathering rather than sitting and you have it at home on a regular meeting. I, I don't understand that. It just, it's weird because the food always seems to be better at a gathering. Anyway, uh, so we were there for several hours and I noticed that our son Matthew always near the dining room table. And usually at these functions, the food is placed on a table and you help yourself to whatever's out, right? But Matthew, who's about three, four years old, I don't quite remember how old he was, but he was short enough where he could not reach the food on the table. So every time an adult was getting food, they would give him something to eat. Some of you probably know where this is going, because this may have happened to you with one of your children. But over the course of the evening, he walks over to me. and He, he wasn't looking too good either, I must say. He says his stomach was hurting. So I decided to take him outside to get some fresh air, but because it was all stuffy and warm inside. And while I was holding him, all the food that he was given throughout the afternoon and evening was now on me. 
My entire shirt was covered with food from the table. Of course, I didn't bring a change of clothes. I was not expecting to have my son throw up all over me. These are just stories that you just, you, you forget about them. Then you think, oh, wait a second, that, that's, that actually happened, didn't it? So, yeah, there's an, another story about our son, Matthew, who really wasn't sick. He was just over, overfed. Then there's another time we have Andrew. This one's about our fifth child, and uh, he was about two years old when we decided to uh, take a trip to Disneyland. And at the time, we had six six children. Our youngest, Samantha, she was only uh, six weeks old at the time. That's right, six weeks old, and we decided we're going to go take a trip to Disneyland. Woo! So we drove, We at the time, we had a 32-foot motorhome, so we packed it up. We loaded it up, and we drove down to California, and we visited Disneyland for a week. It was cool because we stayed in an RV park that had a pool. It had a hot tub. And then this was the coolest part about it. They had a shuttle that went to and from the Disneyland park. It took you from the park, and it dropped you off right at the front doors, or excuse me, the front gates of of the Disneyland park. It was so cool. But anyway, this incident happened on our first day in California. So we spent the entire day at Disneyland having a good time. Uh, We brought our own food in and our own drinks so that we wouldn't have to spend an arm and a leg buying food inside Disneyland. And we had a blast. The kids had a great time. They were riding on the rides and and watching the shows. And so we got back to the motorhome and we settled in for the evening. And then sometime in the night, Andrew starts to cry. So I bring him into our bed to comfort him. That was the wrong thing to do because he throws up on our bed in between my wife and I. And I'm thinking, you know, we drove all the way from Washington to California just to have a sick kid while at Disneyland. Well, there goes the vacation. But in the morning, my wife, she used the washer and dryer at the RV park and she cleaned our sheets. And then that day, we just, we just spent the whole day at the RV park, swimming in the pool, soaking in the hot tub, and, and basking in the Southern California sun. So it turned, out, it turned out good. But it was weird because Andrew didn't have any more bouts after that. He was one and done. Thank, thank you for that. But so we were able to enjoy the rest of our vacation puke-free. So... I don't know why I'm bringing these up. These first three stories are are like that, but it's just the things that pop into my head. But you know what? This also reminds me of a time when we had four sick kids with the flu at the same time. So all the sickos were in the living room, two to a couch, and each of them had a bowl. That's right. In our home, when kids get sick, we give them a bowl because the bowl will become their best friend. Because if they have a stomach ache or they don't feel good and they have to throw up, I would rather them go in the bowl than all over the floor, all over their bed or whatnot. But their bowl becomes their best friend. So mom had been taking care of the kids all day long. So I said, you know what? How about this, hon? Why don't you just go upstairs and I'll take, take them through the night. And so it seemed as soon as one kid decided to throw up, then they all started to puke. And I was in a constant state of washing bowls, passing out Gatorade and applesauce. And it was, yeah, 
having all four of them sick at the same time. It's crazy. But when they were finally over it, guess whose turn it was? Yep, that's right. It was my turn. And the entire house knew it. Because when I get sick and I end up throwing up, I am loud. I don't know if that happens to you or not, but I am super duper loud. Everybody knows that I'm sick. Does this ever happen to you guys? But when my wife and kids get sick and they have to, th they have to throw up, all they do is they open their mouth and out comes the gunk. No noise. They're silent. But when I do it, the entire neighborhood can hear me. I am so loud, especially when nothing comes out. You know those dry heaves? It drives me absolutely crazy because it hurts so badly. And then the next day, my neighbor asked me if I was sick because his chandelier shook and, this, and he heard this loud noise coming from our home. And then, yeah, I tell him, yeah, that was me. And I'm just thankful that our family does not get sick that often. But those are just a few of the, the stories that come to my mind. I, I promise that that was the last story today of the subject of throwing up. I do have more to share, but I'll share them later. Maybe. And then this leads me into our another story about Matthew. Um, these next two stories actually involve our son Matthew. And the first one was Matthew was sent to his room because he was misbehaving. My wife sent him to his room. I was working at the time, but my wife sent him to his room because he was misbehaving. Not sure why. I'm not sure how long uh, he was in his bedroom. But my wife went up to talk with Matthew about his behavior. She was going to instruct him and, and tell him, hey, this is not how you behave, and you're to be acting a certain way. So she goes to his bedroom. She opens the door, and Matthew's not there. And instead of Matthew being there, it was Darth Maul from Star Wars. You know what the kid did? He colored his face black and red like Darth Maul. It was amazing. I Someone took a picture of it. I, I, we have the picture somewhere. But he did such an amazing job on painting his face black and red that you wouldn't have you would have thought, that's Darth Maul. But, boy, my wife, she was furious. So she took him into the bathroom, and she tried to clean off the colors. Obviously, it, it didn't, they didn't all come off at one time because he used black. <laughs> this is the funny part. He used black and red permanent marker. Why he decided to use a black and red permanent marker on his face, I have no idea. I, he just was bored, I guess. But it took several days for all the colors to be removed. And at the time, obviously my wife was furious, but we can look back on it and we can laugh about it now. But at the time, you're, you're just, you got nothing but frustration and anger because you sent your kid to the bedroom for discipline. And this is what he does. He colors his face black and red. Oh, it's, it's hilarious to think about it now that he did that. Oh, boy, having kids is great. But another one is another kind of funny story for Matthew. Um, I asked him to pick up some pizza from Domino's for my son, Alan, and I. We decided they're having a special at Domino's, and I said, hey, bud, you want to go half on a pizza? And he said, sure, Dad, I'll go half on a pizza. And, you know, I, I really didn't want to go to the drive over to Domino's. And so I told Matthew, I said, hey, bud, Matt, if you decide, if you go pick up the pizza for us, I'll just give you a slice of the pizza. And boy, he was so excited to go get, 
to go do that. And he goes, yeah, I'll do it, Dad, no problem. I said, you know what? You can even take my bike to pick up the pizza. And at the time, this bike that I had had this nice basket on the front so you could put stuff in it and, and carry carry stuff in it. It was really a cool, cool, um, cool design that they had for this bike. And so he, he leaves, and he seems to be gone for quite a while. And I'm going, where is he, man? It shouldn't take him that long to pick up the pizza. We're not that far away from Domino's. And I keep looking out the front window, and here he comes right around the corner. And, man, he had this big grin on his face. He was so happy about getting the pizza. He couldn't wait to come home to have a slice of pizza. That's his reward for going to pick it up for me. And I'm looking at him. I see that smile. He's all happy. And then I notice the pizza. The pizza was sideways in the basket. Yeah, that's right. It was sideways. I was so upset with him. I was going, what are you doing, Matthew? Do you not understand that's pizza? You can't just put it sideways, dude. You got to hold it. You got to hold it level, man. Oh, I was just so frustrated at the time. Because when we opened the box, all the toppings were on one side of the pizza. You had all the pepperoni, all the cheese, and all the sauce. So then what did we have to do? We obviously had to push everything back and it just wasn't you know it didn't taste the same but I I learned a lesson from this incident that if you want it done right just go get it yourself unless you want a sideways pizza then you send your your kids to go get it but if you don't want a sideways pizza you're just gonna have to go get it yourself so that was just another thing I it it just was funny to see his face because he's coming around the corner just pedaling away all big smiles and happy about what he's done and can't wait to taste that pizza and then when he gets home, he gets chewed out by his dad. But anyway, that's just uh, some uh, another story from Matthew and about pizza. Anyway, here's another one I wanted to share with you guys, and this is uh, this happens to take place with our son Alan, and he is our oldest son. And this takes place at our rental house, aka the bachelor pad. So we purchased a second home. And the kids, when they turn 18, they may rent a room from us at this rental home. Uh, It has six bedrooms. It has two and a half baths. It has a kitchen. And it has two big family rooms. So there's plenty of room for single folks. So anyway, one day Alan comes home from work. He's tired and exhausted. So he decides he's going to go take a bath. And so what does he do? He goes upstairs and goes into the bathroom. He turns the water on. And then he goes to get a change of clothes from his bedroom. Well, he's been working nights, so he's rather tired. So he goes into his bedroom, he sits on his bed, and he proceeds to fall asleep. All the while, the water is still running in the bathroom. Okay, so this is about 2 o'clock in the morning. And like I said, he was working nights at the time, and he got off a little early, and he goes, you know, I'm just going to take a bath, and then I'll hit the Then I'll hit the rack, and then I'll get some sleep. And then he proceeds to fall asleep on his bed. Water's running in the the bathroom. So Courtney, our third child, she lives at the house along with Matthew and Chris at the time. And she hears the fire alarm going off at about 4 o'clock in the morning. And she's going, what is this noise? Why is the fire alarm going off? So she wakes up to investigate. And she goes out of her room and she walks down and she sees that the bathroom lights on and and then she also notices water coming from underneath the door and 
she's standing in water up to her, I don't know, it's not quite up to her ankles, but covers the top of her toes. And she's going, oh my goodness, what's that? But at the same time, the fire alarm or the, the smoke detector is still going off downstairs. So she goes downstairs and she looks at the fire detector, the smoke detector, and she notices that water is coming from the smoke detector. So she gets up there, she takes a chair and she disconnects the, the smoke alarm and the alarm stops. Then by this time, the other guys are up, Chris and Matthew, they're up and they're trying to figure out what's going on because they're woke up from a dead sleep. And Krista, our oldest, hey, she grabs the steam cleaner and then she begins to suck up all the water in the bathroom and the stairs and the hallway. All the while, Alan, who started this whole mess, is still racked out on his bed, oblivious to what's going on. Okay? And eventually, Alan will... He wakes up, and then the guys tell him what had happened, and he's like, you got to be kidding me. I fell asleep? Oh, no. And obviously, he's going to think Dad is just going to have a cow if we tell him what took place, that I flooded the bathroom, flooded the hallway, some of the stairs. we got to do something about this, man, because I do not want Dad to be that angry with me. But anyway, what he did is he went out, and he bought three box fans, and he put them up in the hallway and in the bathroom and he turned them on and he got air flowing to help dry the floors and the only reason I found out about this whole thing was from Courtney she asked me one day to come over she said hey, dad can you come over to the house and check something out I don't know if this is how this is supposed to look or supposed to be can you come out and, and check it out for me I said sure but mind you, this was a couple days after the incident. That was when Alan then finally spilled the beans to me about flooding the upstairs. And, and luckily for us, it was in the summer, and they were able to keep the windows open and everything dried out without any damage. I was really surprised without any damage. But I was so upset with him because of the possibility of all that damage that could have been done to the carpet, to the flooring, to the sheetrock. I was just thinking, oh my goodness, how much work is are we going to have to to do to get this up and running but like i said after they sucked it up with the um, steam cleaner after they used the fans and then my daughter also got a dehumidifier from a friend and they put that in the house for uh, i don't know a couple weeks everything was dry there was no smell of must it was it turned out to be great and so rather than being at the time i was quite upset now that it's over i just tease them about it I always rib him about it. I said, hey, have you taken a bath lately and flooded the, flooded the upstairs? And we usually have a good laugh about it. But, hey, that's what happens, I guess, when uh, you're really tired and you decide to take a bath. I guess the plus side of that story would be that he didn't sit in the bathtub and fall asleep in the bathtub and drown because he was so tired. So, I mean, that's a good thing. I'd rather have a flooded carpet stairs and a bathroom and instead of having a, a son that passed away because he was uh, he drowned in the bathtub so that's a good thing but that's just another story and I got one more to share with you before I before I end and this actual story is about me and one day we were we're heading over to the rental one evening to watch a Gonzaga basketball game and uh, I was in the process of loading my work gear into the van along with goodies for the gang. See, the gang were, I was going to go to work because I worked nights. So I was going to go over to the house, watch a little bit of the basketball game. I was going to go to work and 
the kids and my wife were going to stay at the rental house, I'd swing back by the next day and pick them up and then head on home. So I was loading my work gear into the van and like I said, mom likes to bring goodies over to the house every time we go. She's always got to bring something over for us to eat and uh, snack on. So as I was coming back into the house to get some other things to load back into the van uh, via the slide, I was going to go through the sliding glass door. Well, instead of opening the sliding glass door, I smashed into it with my face. That's right. I was saying something to the girls because I saw my two daughters. I saw Samantha and Rachel on the other side of the window and I was talking to them about something. I was going to tell them to go get something or this or that. And as I was talking to them, I, <laughs> I thought the door was open, but obviously it wasn't. And I went, bam, right into the sliding glass door. Oh, it hurt. my face hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, you should have seen the look on my girls' faces when I hit that door. Oh, my word. They could not believe their eyes. Did, did Dad just do what we saw him do? It was so funny. Oh, it was so funny. Anyway, I grabbed my nose, and I walked into the house, and I sat on the chair, and I'm just like, oh, my nose. And my wife was changing Carter at the time, and she goes, yeah, okay, whatever. Stop joking around. I said, Honey, I'm not joking around. You know, I like to joke around with my kids and my wife, and I'll do that a lot. I just kind of joke around so they don't know what if I'm being real or faking it or what. I guess I wanted to be an actor, so I just try to act around. But anyway, I said, no, hon, I'm not, I'm not faking it. I ran right into the sliding glass door. The blood's on the, on the window. It's a small little drop of blood from my nose on the, on the back door there. And uh, I said, no, I'm not joking. It hurts like crazy. And so... My, my nose hurt so bad, but luckily for me, I didn't break it. It was just sore for a few days. And this, the funniest thing about it is I had two black eyes for about a month. And everywhere I went, everybody saw it. it looked like I was in a, in a boxing match, and I was on the losing end of that boxing match. But before we, le we left the rental, I asked, or before we, we left for the rental, while we're still at this house, I asked, I said, hey, which one of you guys washed the windows today? And it was Timothy. And Timothy said, uh, I did, Dad. I said, man, you did a fantastic job because I thought the glass door was open when, in fact, it was not. The only time that they decide to go ahead and do chores is on the day that we want to go to the Gonzaga basketball game. But I learned a lesson. Always check the door to make sure that it's open before you walk through it. And again, I'm lucky that I just didn't walk through it and get cut up and, and glass all over the place. But... Anyway, those are just a few of the stories. I just wanted to, again, I just wanted to share them with you because I'm a family. We have our ups. We have our downs. We're not perfect. We're human. We make mistakes. We do funny things. And uh, we just have to deal with the things that we, we do. And obviously, I have more to share, but I'll do that when the, the time is right. But you know what? I'd like to hear your funny family stories. If you want to share them with me, uh, just send me an email at dadofadozenkids at gmail.com. That's dad of a dozen kids at gmail.com. All right. So just a few little stories to share with you today, but I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And I want to leave you with this quote. I want to leave you with this quote. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them.